Hello everyone! Welcome back to Gentle and Gracious. This intro music, we're going at it again. It's by Summer Camp and the song is called Three Water Springs. They're awesome. Check them out. But yeah, guys, second week of Gentle and Gracious. I'm so excited to be here with you guys talking it up again. I hope you enjoyed the Enneagram episode last week. This week, we're taking a different turn, starting a new conversation about what it looks like to be obedient and faithful. I am so excited to dive into this topic with you. It is a big topic, but I feel like it's just going to be honestly just a really good conversation. Wherever, whatever you're doing right now, whether you're sitting, doing nothing, running in your car, wherever you are, I hope this just feels like you're sitting at a coffee shop talking with a friend about what it looks like to be obedient. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, we're just going to jump right into this conversation about obedience and faithfulness. I decided to kind of change up the format of the podcast a little bit when we talk about these more topical subjects just for the purpose of getting to the heart of things and not wasting your time. I want to kind of make this like a Wednesday morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're listening to this. I want to make this a pep talk for you because wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever woman or random guy who stumbled across this podcast, you have been given a personal, unique calling that is tailored specifically to who God has created you to be and tailored specifically to you and his relationship. And I think that is, number one, just so cool. And Also, second, extremely hard to navigate, especially if you feel like you haven't found your quote-unquote calling, but especially for those who have heard a word from God apart from the Great Commission about what He has called you to and how He has called you to live. This message is one that I continue to struggle with on a daily basis because I personally have always felt like the Lord has placed a very specific call on my life, even when I was 13 years old, and I heard His voice for the first time. I just have always gone to Him in prayer for the fulfillment of visions and for my dreams that that I believe that He gave me to become realized. What I didn't understand at the time is when you pray for a calling to be realized in your life— You can't expect to not have to be obedient to that calling. Praying for it and being obedient to the steps that will bring you there are completely different things. And I think that discipline and obedience can get kind of mixed up here because discipline is taking hard steps to a tangible goal. So if you're getting in a habitual routine to accomplish tasks every day, that's being disciplined and self-disciplined, but obedience is taking really hard, bold steps in complete, utter faith 
there have been multiple times in my life where God has spoken to me and said, I need you to not be friends with this group of people anymore. And I need you to give up this selfish habit of yours. And I need you to realize that this specific picture you have in your mind may never come to fruition. And I'm going to ask you to do things you're uncomfortable with. And if you want the calling that you are praying for, you got to trust me. Obedience is all about faithfulness and trust. That's why I kind of merged the two words for this podcast because obedience is taking those hard steps in complete utter faith. And it is because we have faith and it is because God is faithful and because the Holy Spirit creates in us a heart of faithfulness and commitment to be changed by the gospel and to become reflections of the gospel to the world is because of those reasons that God makes us obedient. So I just really want to encourage you that whatever calling, whatever word, whatever picture, vision, or dream that you have stirring in your heart, rather than asking God for it to be completed, ask for God to make you obedient. Ask for God to give you a heart like Abraham, who after years of praying for a son, God called him to bring him up onto a mountain and offer him as a sacrifice. With that said, be prepared to lay down this picture, dream, vision, calling, whatever it is, down as a sacrifice in a way that could mean potentially the death of it. The Lord has asked me to do this multiple times in different seasons of life to give a gift back to him because no matter how much you want to believe and that I want to believe that this dream and vision is a part of who I am, it's not. It was gifted to me and it doesn't owe me anything. And apart from that specification of how I feel as though God wants me to live out the great commission, my ultimate calling is still the great commission to love him and love others. And if you're not obedient to that calling, how can you be obedient to writing a book? How can you be obedient to singing on stage in front of tons and tons of people? How can you be obedient to talking and being a speaker at Passion? How can you be obedient to starting that nonprofit or ministry or going overseas? All of those big, glamorous-looking promises can only be accomplished if we're obedient to loving God and loving others. Another thing, too, in regards to obedience that I've personally realized is that how can you expect to write that book that everyone can resonate with if you have never been where the audience God has destined for you is currently, if that makes sense. Like, if I wanted to write a book about anxiety and depression, if I have never felt those things or walked intimately with someone who does, 
How could I effectively reach that audience? So when God calls you into what seems like an unfair season of anxiety and depression, or when God calls you to walk and do life with someone who has anxiety and depression, don't be surprised. Like whatever it is that you feel called to do, don't be surprised if God calls you to be obedient to an unglamorous version of that vision that you have in your head. This is the most introverted artistic thing ever, but I went to an antique shop once and I was browsing through their old literature and theology books as one naturally does. And I came across this tiny, tiny book written by this um, incredible woman later to find out incredible evangelist and theologian, but she wrote this book called, it was, I think called the house of the soul. I'm not 100% sure, but she talked about something so powerful about how a lot of people mistake seeing visions and dreams and numbers as calling. And I think that is so convicting and so powerful If the basis of your calling is just having a desire to speak in front of 10,000 people, don't say that that's a calling from God because (laughs) your desire and God's call on your life and being obedient to that is completely different. In fact, if you find yourself doing life or talking with someone in a very private setting about things that you're extremely passionate about or they're walking through something that you're extremely passionate about, or if you're doing things that seem really mundane and overlooked and unnoticed, know that you're in the fight and God is preparing you and God is refining you for the fulfillment of that calling. Don't ever let Satan convince you that the work you're doing seemingly in the closet is completely unrelated to God's call on your life. In fact, it is vital. In fact, it strengthens and equips you in ways that you never would have thought that you needed. To be real vulnerable, I have always had a desire to be seen and to be significant to others. And the Lord had to continually humble me by taking things away that were really painful to uproot like not just friends but opportunities and making those sacrifices and even today guys like recording this podcast I of course want to because it's a desire of my heart and I love talking with you guys and I want this to become a discipline but in order for it to get to that point I had to be obedient and say okay I don't know if anyone is going to listen to this. I don't know if this is even going to be helpful to anyone, but I'm trusting the Spirit and I'm trusting this nudge that I received from the Holy Spirit to start this podcast. So I just have I have to do it. I have to do it. I'm not just going to be disciplined about it, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to be heartfelt and I'm going to be faithful. So I just want to say that for... Anyone who feels like they are stuck in a closet wanting to break out, whoever feels like they've been growing and growing and they just keep 
hitting the ceiling and there's no more room for them to grow. If you're just tired of the same amount of busyness or lack thereof that you have been living through for the past however many weeks, months, or years, know that this is a part of your story and this is a part of the fulfillment of what God has called you to in your life. And even if you eventually reach a point where this calling comes to fruition and you're on a stage or you release an album or you write a book or you go overseas and train people to become missionaries, whatever it is, praying in the closet and being in the closet will always be so much more fulfilling. Having that intimate communion with God when you're in the spotlight is going to be irreplaceable and it's going to be just that irreplaceable. It would be impossible to survive because something I have learned and that I actually heard, I believe, on another podcast is if you try and do things in the flesh, you're going to have to maintain those things in the flesh. But when you work with the spirit and you walk in the spirit, you get to maintain those things in the spirit and with God's strength. His timing is so much more perfect than yours. And when he calls you to be obedient to that conversation with the person in the grocery store line, when he calls you to bring over muffins to your neighbors and actually understand what it looks like to love your physical neighbor or or if he calls you to even simply get baptized or whatever it is whatever it is know that these small steps of obedience lead to such a strengthened equipped deep rich and powerful relationship with your savior So before we head out for this week to live out obedience, I want to read two scriptures from the message version, Philippians 2, 12 through 13. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Amen. Don't we want that, guys? Don't we want to live and work and just be a human who gives God pleasure? The last verse I want to read for you guys is also the message version, and it's in Hebrews 5, and I believe it starts in verse 8. Though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. Then having arrived at that full stature of his maturity and having been announced by God as high priest in the order of Melchizedek, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who believingly obey him. I love that. Even Jesus himself being fully God and fully human, had to learn trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do now. All right, friends, that is all I have for you this week. I hope this conversation was encouraging and I hopefully 
gave you some food for thought. I would love to continue this conversation on the Gentle and Gracious Instagram. Follow us at Gentle and Gracious. And I'm going to be doing another Instagram live this week. I am looking forward to continuing this conversation. Again, I hope this podcast was encouraging. Let me know what you want to talk about next week. I am not 100% sure what we're going to talk about yet, but let me know. And again, give us a follow at gentle and gracious on Instagram. And I hope you ladies have an empowered and lovely week.